since the early 1980s, hard-hitting bands such as Petra, Striper, White Cross, and Bloodgood would forever change the boundaries of Christian music. The Rock That Makes Me Roll podcast brings commentary, analysis, and guest speakers from today's and yesterday's top artists and bands. Now, Podbean.com brings you The Rock That Makes Me Roll podcast with your host, Sean Fagan. He's the rock.
Welcome to another Rock That Makes Me Roll podcast. My name is Sean Fagan. I am the host of the podcast. And as always, I am so glad that you're with me for the podcast, especially today. This podcast has been a long time in coming, and I am so excited to be able to bring to you an interview with Mr. Michael Sweet of Striper. So we will talk more about the interview here in a few minutes. I wanted to let you know that I am starting a new website, and the website will be www.therockthatmakesmerollpodcast.com. You can reach me there and upload videos, pictures, stuff that we can put on in uh, the different artist individual files. Uh, That way it can be shared with the world. The website is set up so that it will be like a one-stop place. I want to have a store on there where you'll be able to order uh, as much of the Christian music as as you would like to have from the different artists that we both interview and others that we hopefully will. It's also going to be a place where you can go check out the featured artist of the month, And we will change that monthly to support the different bands and help them out as much as we can. Uh, It's also going to be a place where you can go and find links to all of the popular bands that are out there. We will have different pages and different things going on all the time, including we're going to have a contest that we will be uh, doing each month talk a little more about that uh, as it comes up. That's still under construction right now. We're still trying to figure out the best way to do that, but it will be something really cool that uh, everybody will be able to be involved in and win great prizes. So be checking that out if you would. You can also reach me or the podcast at iTunes at The Rock That Makes Me Roll. We're on Facebook, also Twitter, Twitter's a little different. It's The Rock That Rolls, and it's without the K on The Rock. That's the only way I could get it in there to make it work. Also on Instagram, Rock That Rolls. And the main website for the podcast is www.therockthatmakesmeroll.podbean.com. You'll be able to get most of the podcast from... Uh, any of those sites, pretty much, uh, I will be posting the podcast on all of them at different times. So uh, I wanted to make you aware of that. Uh, that is starting this week with this podcast right here that you're listening to. Wanted to get into just a little bit of the artist uh, news that uh, I found kind of interesting over the last few weeks. I don't know how many of you are aware of the fact that Jen Ledger from Skillet has come out with her own solo album called Jen Ledger. Uh, She has the Jen Ledger band. It is a really, really good listen. If you get a chance to check that out, you need to check out Jen Ledger and support work that she's done. 
Uh, she has now opened quite a few times for Skillet and other bands before the show, not giving up Skillet, but doing her thing on the side too, which is a, a really cool thing. Uh, they just did a video. The video's name uh, for the song Not Dead Yet. It looks like uh, they filmed that back on June the 5th. Uh, I'm not sure when that's going to be released and up, but uh, definitely be looking for that. I think it'll be a cool cool way to uh, get a feel for what her music's going to be like. You can check her out on Facebook. Uh, she's also on Twitter. You can order her album from either one of those areas. There's instructions on how to do that. Like I said, to get a chance to check it out, definitely would do it. The other big news that I have found very interesting, and I'm hoping to be able to have an interview. I'm not sure how it's going to go down yet, uh, but I've been in communication with Dale Thompson of Bride. He and Troy got back together. As you know, they're brothers, and they have recorded a brand new Bride CD. The Bride CD is uh, Snake Eyes, and you'll be able to pick up Snake Eyes through their website and Amazon, I believe. I've seen it there. It was just released uh, back in May, and looks like it's going to be awesome. They've already got a uh, video out called John the Baptist. The music sounds phenomenal. I, I'm really stoked about about this album. If you're a heavy metal fan, this is a must-have for you. Also, you can check out some of Dale's other projects that he's working on. Uh, if you go to his Facebook site, you can find out more about what he's doing. There's also a group called No Other God, and it seems to be a really good album, too. I haven't heard all of it yet, um, to be honest. But what I have heard sounds really neat, and he's also doing one called The World Will Burn. As always, I mean, you can't go wrong with Dale Thompson's voice. He's one of a kind. So I, I really uh, think it would be a good idea to support these guys, man, because, you know, if they're not getting the support, they're not going to continue doing what they're doing. The final thing that I found very interesting, and I don't know why I've never ran into this band before, but they've been popping up on my feed quite a bit. Uh, the band's name is Narnia, and they are actually uh, from Switzerland, and the band is just out of this world. I mean, they are hard-rocking, a very cool band to listen to. I have enjoyed almost every song that of theirs that I've heard. It's a um, one of those diamonds in the rough. They've been around for a while. I just don't know how I missed them. So if you get a chance to check out their albums, it would be great. They just did a re-release of their one album called Narnia. They have two additional new tracks on there. It's being re-digitized, re and the sound is, is great. So check them out. Uh, you can get them on Twitter or Facebook, either one. Order their album from their site. I hope you guys enjoy listening to some of this music. Uh, I know it's always good to find new music out there that you're not used to listening to trying to get that to you as much as I can. So our interview today, as I said, is with Michael Sweet of Striper. And let me tell you, uh, this guy is a gentleman uh, unlike anybody you've ever met. Uh, I've, I've met him multiple times in person. This interview meant a lot. He was so kind, and it was a, a very good interview. We talked a lot about the new bass player, Perry Richardson, which is originally from Firehouse, which is another one of my favorite bands. I mean, they rocked out 
you know, back in the in the late '80s, early '90s, and uh, I actually got to meet him years ago, which we talk about in the interview. To see him on stage with the rest of the guys and just the positive energy that was coming from the concert. If you haven't got a chance to see the new concert uh, that that they're do- tour that they're doing for Goddamn Evil, you need to check it out. It is. Unlike any of them that I've seen in the past, so uh, definitely, uh, you know, check out their schedule. Uh, I know they're taking a little break, and then they're heading across seas for a while, and then they're coming back for another leg. Uh, if you're in the area, they're close to you. Uh, it's well worth the drive to get to them to see them. Uh, we talk a lot about the new album. As I said, "Goddamn Evil" is the new album. We talk about the title, the the songs. You know, how they came up with them and and why they chose what they chose. The one thing we did talk about is is the future of the band and where they're planning on going with the band from here on out. You know, it was great just being able to catch up with him, get a feel for kind of where the band is right now. With the rough year they've had in the past, you know, now it just seems like they're reborn and, and ready to roll. So I hope you enjoy this interview. As much as I did, the song at the beginning of this was called Goddamn Evil. It is the title song for the album. And the song you'll hear here in a few minutes right before the interview is The Valley. And both songs are rocking songs. Every song on this album is completely different. We, we talked about this in the interview. You'll hear us discuss this. The songs are very unique. If you haven't heard the whole album, you can. I know you can find it on YouTube. Uh, there's a, also a place you can go to on Amazon where you can stream it. If you know you can't afford the album right now, at least give it a listen. Pass the word around because these guys are at the top of their game right now. So without further ado, let's get into the valley, and then we'll be right back with the interview. The Rock That Makes Me Roll Podcast.
Hello. Hey. Michael Sweet here. Hey, Michael. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to have you on the podcast today. Well, it's good to be on the podcast. So you guys uh, started out 34 years ago. We did. 34 years ago uh, is when we released the first album in 84. It's crazy. We're still here. Yeah, still I was, was going to say, it's so hard to believe that it's been that long since the Yellow and Black Tech. It just seems like yesterday. Well, it it, it does in some ways, and in other ways, it, it, it seems like a lifetime ago. But uh, it's, it is interesting that 34 years have passed so quickly, and uh, that's the, the sad part about life is... is Time goes very quickly. Yeah, that's true. I got the opportunity when you guys opened in Cleveland with the new tour to uh, see you guys. And I have to say, the excitement level, everything about it, it was through the roof. It was probably the best. I have seen you guys a lot, and it's probably the best concert I've seen. Well, I, I'm, I'm really happy to hear you say that. And, uh, you know, it's amazing uh, the difference uh, you know, in the lineup right now, obviously we have Perry, we have a new bass player, Perry Richardson, and it's just amazing what he's brought to the table, you know, and, and by what he's brought, you know, it's, it's had an effect on us, uh, in terms of his level of excitement, his energy. And, uh, it, it's kind of taken us all back to the early days in, in that, that feeling of, um, you know, we're just starting out again in that, that same level of excitement, uh, like a bunch of kids, you know, doing it again. And, um, you know, life can burn you out and years can burn you out, but we've somehow been able to restore that energy. And we, we have Perry, uh, pretty much to thank for that. You know, he's brought a lot into the band and we're really pleased and blessed to have him as a team player. And, uh, what a great, great guy he is and a great talent he is. It's amazing. He definitely, uh, it, it was good. I've always been a, a fan of Firehouse, and, you know, when he was in it, I, I, I got to meet them years ago just to see him back on stage, and, and he's just so happy to be be up there, it was, and it showed. I mean, it showed with, it, with him, it showed with you guys, and just a good time, man. Exactly, exactly, and that's contagious, and I think that spreads out to the fans as they're watching the show, you know. When you're smiling and having a good time, you know, it, it's contagious, when you're when you're not, that's contagious too. That that's true. <laughs> that's true. I kept track of the set list when I was up there, and I loved the flow of the set list this year. It was great to hear a lot of the newer stuff in there, and you guys just wailed on it the whole time you were there. It was great. You had mentioned that you guys were considering throwing in a couple firehouse songs. Is that still in the works? You know, we, we threw that out there to Perry, and that's going to be Perry's call, really. Gotcha. I mean, we don't want to uh, force the issue. Not that we're forcing it, but, you know, he's got to be comfortable with that. Sure. Is my point. And if he is, and when he is, we will do that. We'll definitely do that. And, I mean, we, we, would, we don't have a problem doing that at all. Um, you know, we've done covers before and we've thrown songs in the set uh, that surprised people uh, we would easily and and absolutely throw in some firehouse songs um and uh, but we'll leave that up to perry and, and see what happens with that and we're going to also throw in some more new songs too like we want to uh get take it to the crossing of the set which we really should have on this run there's no reason why we couldn't have 
uh, and then maybe even you know you don't even know me maybe lost you know get some more of the new tracks in there as well That'd be great. I can't wait to see that. Uh, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask was about Take It to the Cross, because uh, that would definitely be a fun one to see live. So, Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's really funny with that song. As much as it is loved and or hated, it's kind of a mix. Uh, it's one of the most requested songs. I can't tell you how many people ask us if we're going to play that song or when we're going to play that song. It's it's pretty funny actually, and uh, that song has really created quite a buzz. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I've kind of followed on Facebook, on social media, different places, and watched some of it, and it, it's been very interesting to see the divide between the people. Yeah, it's, it, it is interesting, and uh, not only with the song itself, but with the title of the album. You know, uh, I think at this point, most people get it and understand it. But, you know, when we first released the title, it was a 50-50 split. I mean, a lot of people got it and a lot of people didn't. For for those Um, that haven't heard about it, can you kind of go over the title and the title song and kind of where it came from and what it's about? Yeah, it's really pretty heavy and controversial. The album is called Gosh Dern Evil. (laughs) And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you know, it's we've had people suggest that we should have called it that, believe it or not. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm oh, I'm a hundred I couldn't I can't make that stuff up. I really can't. Um it's called Goddamn Evil. And yes, it's it's a very bold, obviously powerful statement. Um and you know, people have gotten really wrapped up and caught up in, you know, we should have used a comma after God. We should have said damned, God damned evil. Um, uh, you know, and we really felt that it was supposed to be God damn evil for, for many reasons. And, you know, Rob had suggested the title a few years back and we weren't really a hundred percent comfortable with the title at that time. And then fast forward to 2017 when we started working on the new album and we all felt in agreement that it's, it was a great time and a perfect time to use such a title. So we went with it, you know, we prayed about it and talked about it and went with it. And, um, you know, really from, from our hearts and our minds, it's, it's a request, you know, asking God to damn evil, to condemn evil, which is all that damn means really. Right. And, you know, for some reason, people just, it's hard for some people to see past, uh, you know, what it means. And, and they, they get caught up in the old cliche of it being used as a swear or um, in a blasphemous way instead of what it really means. You know, um, in, in English uh, language. And, and, and breaking it down, God damn evil, you know, and, and how we mean it to be and, and what we mean by it and the lyric itself of the song, which we posted. And uh, it's it's self-explanatory. It really is. And like I said, most people now understand what it means. Right. But we just felt compelled to, to go with that. And we're glad that we did because it's got a lot of people talking and debating. And that's what we want. We want people to talk and discuss and debate. Uh, you know, who God is and what we stand for and why we're doing what we're doing. And that's the whole point. 
The first uh, song on the album is Take It to the Cross. Can you kind of go through a little bit of the video content and kind of how you guys came up with that? Because it's a very unique sound to Striper. It is. I mean, we, we've had people for a long time ask us for something that bordered on thrash. So we're a band that likes to obviously please ourselves. So at, at the end of the day, we need to be happy with whatever it is we're doing. But at the same time, the fans need to be happy. And we, we realize that, you know, we want, we want fans. We don't ever have the attitude. Ah, we'll do what we want to do. Who cares what the fans think? They can either like it or not or accept it or not. We, you'll never hear that come out of our mouths. Um, and it's important to us to take in what the fans think and what they want and get their opinion. And we do that all the time. So I started asking about, you know, something a little heavier stuff and people have said something thrashy. So that was our answer to that and our solution, which was take it to the cross. Um, that's our version of thrash. You know, we wanted to keep it striper, but kind of cross that line a little bit, especially on the chorus. And I'm glad we did it. It's one of my favorite songs on the album. It was the most fun. It was the funnest song to record on the album out of all of them. Without question. And, um, you know, the people that don't like it, and there are, there are a few out there that don't like it, well, don't listen to it. Skip it. <laughs> <laughs> When I first heard it, I was like, wow, this is great. Something, because I've wanted you guys to kind of, I guess through the years, I wanted to hear something different. And it's like every song on this album is completely different. And it's yeah. it's very unique. Every song has its own sound, its own vibe. And it doesn't, even though it's the Striper sound, it doesn't fit the same mold that you guys have done in the past. And I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. Right, and that's a t that's a tricky thing to do, and I think somehow by the by the grace of God, we figured it out for this album, and that is experimenting and stretching just enough where it's different, but it's still a hundred percent striper. Right, and that's the hard part because when you stretch out too much, sometimes you become something uh, completely different, and you alienate your fans. And I think Striper, uh, we were able to do something different, but still retain our, our fan base and retain our sound and, uh, you know, what people expect to hear from us, but just be having a little different twist to it. So we're very pleased with how that worked out. The video and the song for Sorry, kind of walk us through that. Well, that's the song that everyone gravitated to. We passed it around our uh, camp, the label, agent, publicist, management, band, everybody. Everyone came back with, oh, man, sorry. Oh, man, yeah, sorry, sorry, wow, sorry, you know, everybody. So that's the one we went with for the first video, the first actual music video. It had the band in it. That It was a no-brainer. Um, and, and we're really glad we did. And uh, we've been playing that song live, and man, it goes over. People love it. It's really a powerful song. It's it's <clears throat> it's simple, yet very powerful. It's got a very straight ahead groove to it, 
uh, and there's not much to it musically, but it's got the groove and the feel and the vibe of it. It's just so, so cool, man. And, and then lyrically, it's talking about, and we all know who these people are. It's talking about the people in your life or in your lives that you trust or trusted and you really thought they were one thing and then you find out later that they're another. And obviously we all need God and and that's why we need God because we're all we're all sinners. But you know that 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 person that just keeps betraying you and coming back and saying I'm sorry and their words are you know I'm sorry but their actions don't line up with their words. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, you can only say you're sorry so many times, and then you just kind of have to wash your hands of, of that person and walk away. Right. right. And that's what speaks of. And I think we've all experienced that, you know? Right. I wanted to say that probably my favorite video that you guys have ever done, bar yeah. none, is The Valley. Yes. Um, I'm telling you that is the best video I think I've ever seen you guys do. It is so powerful. I agree with you, man. And, and not only the video, but I think the song. Yes. I think I think the song is one of the most powerful songs we've ever done, lyrically, musically, and the video to go. Everything lined up with that song. Uh, the production, just the way everything sounds. And we play that one live, and, man, people, people are really loving it. Um, and that song is just simply talking about how, you know, we all go through life, uh, you know, doing our best and experiencing ups and downs and, you know, uh, kind of having those mountains to climb. And it, it's a tough life out there. But, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And and that's the whole point of life. Right. If we just trust in God and lay everything at his feet, he'll get us through. And uh, that's the power and simplicity of that song. Very awesome song. The songs on the album, as we talked about, they all sound so different. How hard is it for you to remain creative and not repeat yourself after so many years of writing music? Well, I mean, if you were to go through and dissect all the songs, you're going you're gonna to hear similarities. Mm-hmm. You hear it on this album. There, there, there are some melodies that are on one song. There's one melody that might be similar to a melody four songs back. I mean, it happens. I have a particular style of writing. And, uh, you know, I don't want to venture too far from that because I, I feel like I've developed that and it's just my style. And, uh, and and people seem to like it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, they seem to really appreciate it and like it. And it, it's that striper classic sound, you know, with songs like The Valley and sorry and it's kind of that merge of heavy and melody you know i because i grew up i grew up on bands like judas priest and iron maiden then right after i'd listen to priest or maiden i'd pop in a journey disc mm-hmm. and i think that helped me and when i was younger i listened to um chuck berry and elvis Presley, and then i'd pop in a credence clearwater revival uh, i put on a, a credence clearwater revival single and listen to that. And then, uh, you know, Cheap Trick. And I mean, I, I, I'm really eclectic in my um, in my listening uh, experience. It might, 
all the bands I love and appreciate, it's really different. I love ABBA. I love uh, you know Patsy Cline, uh, Hank Williams, Buck Owens, and then you know uh, Black Sabbath, Van Halen. I mean, it's all over the map. And uh, I think that's really helped me as a writer in the way I write my music. Um, I, I, I like to, when you, you, when, if you notice when I do a solo album, every song's really different. I'll do a song that's heavy, like Save Me, and then I'll do a song that borders on country, like Coming Home. So I, I enjoy that. Um, some people don't, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, but I think with Striper, I try to keep it a little bit more focused. And, uh, but yet I like to mix it up as well with Striper. And that's why we'll have a song like Can't Live Without Your Love. And then you'll hear a song like Take It to the Cross. You're not going to hear, you're not going to hear bands like Anthrax or, or Megadeth doing that kind of stuff. It, at least I don't think so. Yeah. You're probably right about that for sure. As, as <laughs> great as they are, as great as they are they have more of a particular style they kind of stick with. You know, Striper's right. always Striper's always kind of ventured off and, and mixed it up a bit. So I guess the one thing that um, I wanted to say to you before we, we kind of come to a close here is you guys have always had constant criticism through the years. And, and a lot of times when I read stuff, I, I honestly, I feel bad for you guys because I've never seen another group to tr- you know that tries to stay so true to who you are and your beliefs and you're criticized from both sides of the aisle i really thought we had kind of moved past the 80s but it seems like you guys still get some of that right now how do you handle the the attacks i think we might even get more of it now really uh, yeah because it's just the world we live in i mean we live in a world that hates uh, religion yeah, and, and we're not a religious band. I I don't like religion myself. I uh, I guess religion was probably the wrong word, but uh, you know, we live in a world that hates God. Right. Um. You know, we're we're, we're witnessing God being taken out of everything, mm-hmm. uh, and there's this there's this unrivaled hatred for all things God, and I don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, uh, people tend to blame God for everything and, you know, they need to blame themselves, um, for the mess that we're in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, God has nothing to do with it. And people sure like to, it's interesting because people like to not follow God, but yet when there's a problem, blame God for it. And that, that's, that's always been very interesting to me. Um, you know, and God has nothing to do with it. We have everything to do with it. And uh, Stripe was a band, as you know, mm-hmm. that has always sung about God and, and God's salvation. And uh, we have deep faith. And, and because of that, we get beat up, man. Mm-hmm. We get put through the mill. And that's never going to change. As a matter of fact, it's just going to get worse and worse because of the world we're in and the society that we're in. Uh, but that's not going to stop us. That fuels us. That gives us more desire to do it even more so um so there's no stopping or slowing down people can say whatever they want about us they can write books about us they can try to expose us they can they can uh say they're going to bring us down they can they can do and say whatever they want but you know what it's never going to stop us 
because we're going to keep doing what we're put on earth to do. And that is to inspire other people who want to be inspired and encourage other people who want to be encouraged. Um, and that's the goal of this band. This band is all about, you know, even though we have our shortcomings, we're sinners. We are not perfect. We have never claimed to be. I talk openly in my book about how imperfect I am. And, and I'll write another book talking about all my other imperfections because I've got many. I, I have never claimed to be perfect. And man, I, you know, I'm, I've got my, my faults and my issues, man, times a thousand. But, uh, you know, we do want to inspire people and make people smile and, 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 and give them hope and you know, remind them about, you know, putting God first and praying and, and, and through prayer, uh, we, maybe we can change the world, man. Uh, and, and that's what Striper's all about. No matter who comes against us or, or who, speaks negative, bad, ugly things about us. We're, it's not going to stop us. It's not going to slow us down. And this tour has proved that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has. Final question. What's next for Striper? Oh, man, hopefully another 34 years. We'll see. That would be great. That would put me at 99. <laughs> it's still rocking it out, right? Or wait, is that right? 89. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Michael. You you never know. You never know. (laughs) Thanks so much for being a part of the Rock That Makes Me Roll podcast, and I look forward to talking to you again sometime. All right, man. It's been a pleasure. Great interview, and uh, uh, let me know when it's live, and I'll I'll push it, okay? Sounds great, man. Thank you so much. Okay, buddy. God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye. 